Hi, it's Molly. I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Excel Books Podcast. I believe you're in for a treat. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Excel Books Podcast. It's your favorite host, Molly. And on my show, we like to talk about work, family, and life. I know you're not new to my channel. I know you're not, but if you are, um, I am an entrepreneur. I'm a mommy. I work nine to five. I'm married. I'm a Holy Ghost filled, I love Jesus talking woman. And I just like to talk about things that I think are relevant and things that um, really help people to grow. If you are interested in learning more about me and what I do, please visit me on the web at xelbooks.com. I'm going to jump right into this because I, I believe it's going to be a short message, but it's something that I think needs to be said. And I know you're like, Molly, you say that in every episode. I do. I do. That's because I really believe that. So I have been debating for like two weeks, like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to say next? Do we need to stay in this heart series? Do I need to get out of it? And I'm still supposed to be in this series. I'm like, all right, I'm in here, Lord. But what do we say? And if you've been following along, you know, we've been talking about a couple of things. We've talked about self-worth. We've talked about aging. Um, you know, we, we've kind of hinted on relationships, which I'm going to get into. But I want to talk about this one piece first, because I think if we get into this, then when I talk about relationships next, it will make more sense. And so for those of you who have been chomping at the bit, like, Molly, you haven't talked about relationships. Your episode is coming soon. But this episode, I want to talk to you about something called socially stale. And in case you're like, what the heck is that? Um, when you think about society today, we are completely driven by social connection, social media. Every little thing we do has to involve some measure of, oh, I got to connect. I got to plug in. I got to take pictures. I got to do a video. I got to watch your video. I got to talk about your video. I got to like and thumbs ups and hearts and all this other stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. However, <laughs> when it comes, when it's out of balance, it becomes a problem. I don't know if you've ever had that one friend, and I'm sure you do because everyone has that friend. That one friend who is super ambitious, everything they do seems to succeed. They are making money out the wazoo. Their house is bigger. They've got a new car. They just got married. They've lost a hundred pounds. You know, no matter what they do, you're like, man, every time I see you, you're succeeding. I'm happy for you, but I'm actually kind of getting tired of seeing you succeed. I want to see somebody else succeed. Like you, you almost get agitated. Like you have to fight bitterness because you're like, they're always succeeding. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's normally a common trend, a common characteristic in people who succeed like that. The people that you see that, you know, every time you turn around, you're like, wow, okay, they're, they just made $5,000 this month in their business. They just got on, they just wrote 
a book. They just did interviews. They just did this. They just did that. Those people don't spend all day on social media. They just don't. You see them once in a while. Sometimes once a quarter. And if you do see them more often than that, they normally have a PR person, a public relations person, who does all of their social media for them and says, oh yeah, well we, you know, we post things every week so that they know, you know, so the public sees that they're alive and functioning. But I guarantee you, the person who's working the business is not sitting there saying, yeah, I got to post social media, I got to post this, post this. No, there's, there's a balance, right? You're either making the money or you're talking about making the money. That's really all there is to it. And I know that is really tough love, but I'm just shooting it to you straight. I can't tell you how many people I know that I watch and they've always got these pictures. It looks like, oh yeah, we've lost all this weight. See how fabulous I look? But they have the same number of clients. Has not grown, has not increased. Sales have not grown. It's the same income they've had. They just keep showing themselves in different lights for you to think that it's gone better because they're trying to attract you there but they're not making the money that you think they are I've seen people who always have pictures of vacations every time you turn around they're on vacation they're at the beach they're in the spa they're in the cabin they're in the mountains they're in Vegas they're in this country they're in that country but when you look underneath the surface yeah. Sorry, that just gave me an Encanto moment. Under the surface. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but you need to see Encanto. You need to see it and just see the, the under the surface song. You'll, you'll get it when you see it. But under the surface, they're not making the money that you think they should. Under the surface, a lot of them in debt, behind on bills, poor, poor credit. Don't even care about their credit because they're like, well, we make so much money, we don't need to care about our credit. It's because they're more concerned about being socially out there than they are about being balanced and taking care of business, for lack of a better phrase. I've actually met people that will talk, you know, they're, they're great salespeople, right? They will, you know, sell their t-shirt off their back and you will pay top dollar for it while it's musty, but... You look at their finances, oh, I don't know how much I make. Well, what did you pay in taxes? I don't even know. I can't find my taxes. Okay. Um, what's your savings for your emergency? Yeah, we don't have savings. It's like, what? You know, but yet they have businesses and all this. And I'm not saying this to knock people that are in those positions. But I'm trying to give you perspective. These are people that you see them on social media all the time. They're forever talking about marketing and forever talking about, you know, um, networking and going to this event, that event. And I met this person. I know these people. That's great. But if you don't balance it, you're not getting anywhere. And I'm saying this mainly for those entrepreneurs. I know you could apply this to multiple areas, but you know, I'm talking to you from a heart perspective, entrepreneur to entrepreneur. You got to pick your poison and you've got to really time what you do. What do I mean by that? So with my business, there are a lot of people that are like, man, Molly, we hardly ever see you on social media. Like, I know you're on Instagram, I know you're on Facebook, I know you're on these things, but 
I see you like, what, maybe once every other month or something like that. I don't see you that often. That's because I have my priorities in a completely different area. Am I not about my business? Of course I'm about my business. I believe in my business because God told me to believe in my business, right? But I am focused on things to grow my business. And to do that, I can't sit on social media just talking about it all day. I have to go do the work. So a lot of times you'll see me offline because I'm like, okay, I need to work on this. How do I change my website? This doesn't really make a lot of sense. What is the user experience? How easy is it for the user to click on this, get what they want, and meet with me? Uh, How can I improve how fast they get communication? How can I improve how quickly I get notified that they need a change? You know, um, am I offering enough payment methods? Um, You know, is this really up to date with what other people are doing? I'm constantly thinking of these things. And when I think of these things, I don't just talk about it. I write it down and then I go start working on it. And it may take me a little while to work on things. I don't mind, and and I'm saying this as a tip to you, um, but just to give you insight to how I think. I don't mind being under the surface as far as being in the public social eye. If it means that when I finally do come out, I have something big, something new, something clean, something that's more efficient something that is a guaranteed money maker. I would much rather do that than to be like, oh, well, you know, one day I'm going to have like contracts, but you know, it, it's just a $20 charge. No, 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 no. <laughs> we do not. Um, when I do something, I'm going to do it thorough. It's going to be clean. It's going to be to the letter. There won't be any questions about what we're doing, how, and why, because I invest the time where you don't see me. So that when you do see me, it's like, wow, Um, you know, just to shift gears a little bit from the entrepreneur side, I want to take it to the house. And and I think this might be more relatable for you. A lot of people, when they get a home, they're more focused on the outside than they are the inside. They're really big on what it looks like when you drive up. They want you to look at it and your jaw drops and you're like, oh. It's gorgeous. Look at the flowers and oh my gosh, it's huge and da 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 da. Look how pristine their lawn is and how clean and blah 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 blah. And all that's fine and good. But a lot of people will make the outside look picture perfect and the inside is a wreck. It's chaotic, it's messy, it, it it's cluttered. They you know, they've got things broken, they've got leaks and and things that could have easily been repaired had they not focused so much on the outside show. And this is where a lot of people fall short. People do this with cars all the time. They don't have the things that really matter taken care of. They're, they're not looking at their credit and their savings and their family. And, you know, they're not planning for emergencies and birthdays and upcoming events. They're just like, oh, well, I got money. I'm going to show it off. Look, I got a brand new 2022, you know, uh, Escalade or whatever it is. And you look at it and you're like, wow, they're doing fine. And the truth is they're not. Because they're so socially bound about people looking at them a certain way that they don't care about anything else. And it's not until something happens that's unavoidable that you really see them make a difference in their lives. 
And when I say unavoidable, it's normally, oh, I got all this money and I still can't get this because of my credit. Oh, I guess it does matter that I pay things off. Or when they're like, oh, there's been a catastrophe in the family and I'm the one with money and they're hoping I can pay for the medical bills. But I spend every dime I get the second I get it. So I'm literally broke, even though I make six figures. I mean, it's not until things like that that happen that all of a sudden we're like, oh, now we want to make a difference. And I'm not saying this to knock, you know, people because I get it. You know, some people, they get money and they're just happy and they're just like, all right, let me just enjoy life. But <laughs> I'm I'm going to say this gently. You know, that whole phrase, the whole YOLO, you only live once. Yes, you do only live once. And let me say this, um, you only age once too. So you're aging year by year. If you haven't thought about taking care of you and really preparing for you, I don't care how fancy your car is. I don't care how great your house looks on the outside. If you haven't taken care of the inside stuff, you're your what happens in case you die, your wills and all that kind of stuff, you are going to be broke and you're going to put your family in the same unhealthy predicament when you go because you didn't plan. Don't be so socially bound that you are not spiritually aware. Now, this does not mean that we ignore people. And I I want to say this gently. We don't want to ignore connecting with people. We don't want to tune out and act like, oh, we don't need people. That's not it. And and I'm saying this as an introvert, as someone who prefers to work in silos. I may have moments where I want to connect with people, but most of the time I'm like me, Jesus, you know, and my hubby and some kids and we're good. And a lot of times it's like me, Jesus, hubby. And then a lot of times it's like, okay, it's just me and Jesus. I don't really need to talk to anybody today. I just need to focus. But even as an introvert, I don't ignore the fact that it's important to connect with people. You do want to connect. And some for some of you, you're doing all the under-the-surface stuff already. You're balancing books and being wise about your spending and thinking about your bottom line and, you know, visiting your marketing plan and all this stuff. But you are also lacking the social media. So I don't want you to walk away from this thinking that social media is bad. It's not bad. It just needs to be balanced. Now, I know some people have, like, different theories about how long you should do social media a day and all that. And I'm not going to get into, you know, what I think you should and shouldn't do as far as that. I'll say this. If your connection with social media, if you notice that you can't hug your kids without your phone in your hand, if you notice you can't cook your meals without your phone or your social media around, If you end up having to ask people to repeat themselves often because you weren't fully listening because you were watching something. If the first thought in your mind when something good happens to you is, oh, I need to post this, then you might be a little socially um, bound, for lack of a better phrase. Not saying that you shouldn't want to post once in a while. I mean, it's nothing wrong with saying, hey, God blessed you with something big or answered a prayer or something. Nothing wrong with that. But it should not be that every little thing needs to be on social media. Everyone does not need to see when you got your toes painted, your new hairdo, 
the store you went to, the person you met, the vacation you went on last week. There are some people that I know their entire life from their post, and I haven't said two words to them in years. I can tell you what they ate last week, how old their kid is, when their birthday is, what school they go to, what company they work for, their shoe size, if they lost weight. I know their health issues. I know all of that. And I should not know that much information from just looking at your post. And (laughs) I know you're like, Molly, you're kind of harsh on me today. I mean it in love. You guys know me. And when I say I should not know that much, and I know there's security settings and things like that where you can make certain people be able to view things that you, you know, don't want others to see. And I get that. But what I mean by that is it should not be that as a stranger or someone who barely speaks to you, I know everything about your life just by going on your social media. This is how identity theft happens. This is how people lose things that that matter to them. And they're like, how did this person get my address? How did this person know where my kids were? How did they, you know, I wish I could remember the name of that that movie that I saw. It really clarified it for me. Um, There was a movie, uh, a Road Rage movie. Maybe it was called Road Rage. This Road Rage, this guy who was mentally unstable, just unstable, (laughs) no other way to put it. And he had... A real problem with people being rude to him on the highway. He's like, look, you need to be polite and speak kindly to people. And, you know, it's like, okay, so I I wasn't trying to block your way of turning here or whatever. Sometimes I have trouble seeing the lights. And instead of, you know, you being, you know, ugly about it, you know, talk to me. Well, whatever happened, they, the, the other driver didn't respond very nicely to them. And even though he gave him a chance, they didn't. So he literally went uh, psycho on him and he tracks, you know, he's chasing them down. He's almost running them off the road. He would not give them an inch of room. I mean, this went on for hours to the point where he found her kids. And I remember this scene so clearly. And this to me was the point of uh, where the revelation kicked in of, okay, you don't need to be that social. Because she has literally posted so much about her personal life in social media. All he had to do was look up her social media page, found exactly, could see the background of the school where her kid was at, knew exactly what her kid looked like, knew what class she was in. She's like, oh yeah, she got an A in such and such as class. So he knew what class you were in what school you were in, what grade you were in, knew what the school looked like, knew what your kid looked like, went straight there and grabbed her kid. Now, I'm not saying this to scare people, and I know this was a movie, but I'm saying this because there are a lot of people that put that level of information online and don't think about the possible consequences. You know, something I I would challenge you to ask yourself is, would you be okay If a hacker saw that online, would you be okay if, uh, you know, some kind of serial killer or, you know, someone who you know could harm your family, would you be okay with them seeing that information online? If the answer is no, then you shouldn't post it. I'm not saying you shouldn't put fun things and live your life, 
But you got to really think about it. There's a reason why cyber criminals are a thing. There's a reason why the police are no longer just out in the physical world. They have to be in the digital world too. There's cyber bullies, there's cyber hackers, there's identity theft. It's all over. It is no longer the world of, oh, well, you know, as long as you're not at my house, I'm good. No, if you exist on this planet, whatever you expose to the world, the world can see. I don't care how many layers of security you think you have. Um, there's always a way for someone to get in and not to live a life of fear, not to live a life of, oh my gosh, I can't post anything ever again, but you want to be aware. I am very selective with what I post. And even when I post certain things, I do not put everything out there. For example, when I had the, for those of you that have been with me for a while, remember the wedding series that I did? And remember, I talked a great deal about what happened. But you notice, I didn't say what city I was in. I didn't say what city I was married in. I didn't say the name of the person who married me. I did not, even when I put pictures up there, I didn't put pictures that had the name of the hotel or anything like that. I did not put, oh yeah, this cost me that. I didn't put anything up there that would let you know my financial status, my physical status, my relation, like none of that. The only thing you would know is that I got married and this is my hubby and that I'm happy and smiling. And you don't know where I'm at. You don't know what beach I'm at. You don't know if it was a beach. You don't know if I was at this aquarium, that aquarium. You have no idea. I just put happy, married, you know, praise God, you know, something very simple. People are able to celebrate with me and like and heart, but you won't see me in descriptions of it saying, oh yeah, um, this is where I was, da, 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 da. The only time I have ever given that kind of information is if someone said, hey, I really want to connect with you on that. I'll say, great, call me or let's have lunch. Let's let's do coffee or something. Um, or maybe I'll do like a private, like encrypted message or something during my through my email or whatever. But you will not see me just listing out every little thing that I, you know, do because I'm naturally aware of the fact that we live in a world of people who don't always mean you're good. Now, let's talk about some positives about social media, right? I'm going to take a really quick break. And then when I come back, I want to talk to you about some some positive things about um, being social so that you don't end this and think, oh my gosh, social is bad. Social's good. You know, just breathe with me. You're going to be all right. I'll be right back. Hey, hey, welcome back from our brief little break there. Thank you so much for tuning back in. So we've been talking about social media being socially stale and how either putting too much information out there or spending too much time on the social media realm, you can actually make things stale in your personal life, either in your business life or your finances, you know, you're like, why isn't my business growing? Because you spend more time on social media than you do actually working the business. Or why does everybody seem to be all in my business? Why am I always having my account hacked? Probably because you put all your account information out there in every post. That's what we were talking about before the break. But I want to kind of sew you back up 
uh, for those of you that are like, but I love social media. There's nothing wrong with social media. Um, you know, you know me, I'm all about balance. I want to sew you up and talk about some good things, some positive things with social media and being social that you can benefit from and that others benefit from. So I'm going to actually start with, how can I put this? People that absolutely need to be social. And I say need with a grain of salt, but I'm saying this out of love for others. So I don't know if you have met anyone like this, or if you haven't, you probably will at some point. Um, but I want to talk to you about people who need social media. Someone that I think needs social media, I think of two categories right off the top. One of them is people who feel they're alone. Those that are at risk for suicide, people that are at risk for depression and mental disorders because they feel isolated. Those are people who absolutely need social media. And why do I say that? Because the biggest trick of the enemy is thinking that we're alone and they're going, you're going to think you're alone if you're not connected to other people, if other people don't actually talk to you and ask questions and, and invite you places. You have to have some reason to want to connect and it's really hard if you live alone or if you don't have children or you don't have a lot of friends or a lot of family or something like that. So social media is just a way that can really boost your life expectancy, for lack of a better phrase, if you're one of those at-risk people. So if you're like, hey, I feel like I struggle with suicide or I struggle with depression, you need social media. Now, I'm going to say this gently. Social media is your friend, but be careful because just because you connect with people on social media doesn't mean that everybody out there is really for you. Some people will see your vulnerability and they will try to eat you alive and you just have to be very cautious in how you deal with that. But the positive side of this is that if you are a person that constantly feels that you're alone, that no one cares, you don't have anybody to talk to, those kind of things, then social media can be one of the most powerful tools in your personal arsenal. You definitely want to take advantage of that. But what I'm saying is you want to be cautious about how much of yourself you expose when you're in the social media. So for example, I have seen, and I'm, t I'm telling you this from actual friends that I have seen that have posted these kind of things, and I've seen both the pros and the cons about it. The, how can I put it? I've, I, had a, I have a very dear friend. Uh, thank God she's still with us and has not attempted anything because I think she's amazing. I have a friend who at one point, uh, especially during the pandemic, was really struggling with suicidal thoughts. She had struggled before the pandemic, but during the pandemic, it just escalated because she was alone. She couldn't go anywhere. She didn't have any friends. She couldn't even physically go to therapy. And so she was struggling. And what happened was 
she got on a post one day. She was desperate. She was really thinking about ending her life that moment. And she put this very long, lengthy, pretty much your your goodbye letter on the social media post. And you would think that from posting that, she would have a ton of support. That people would be like, oh, it's going to be okay. Don't give up. Da, 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 da. I'll come see you. Da, 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 da. Instead, she was met with a lot of backlash. She was met with people that were like, you're weak, or how could you even think that, or, you know, blah, 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 aren't you Christian, you know, just all these things to really, that really didn't help the situation, it just made it worse, and I remember she did this a couple of times, just trying to get enough courage to want to live, and so I messaged her at one point, I normally don't get involved in these things, because I try not to mess with things, especially when I see everybody's chiming in, Um, and what do I mean by that? You know, everybody, everybody has an opinion, right? And you can't control how many people are going to contribute to your statement online. And when I see you've got 40, 50 people that are replying, sometimes adding one more to the pile, just makes it overwhelming. And I didn't want to push her over the edge, but I did reach out to her and I said, Hey, uh, number one, I commend you for reaching out and saying that you need help. That's a sign of strength. I'm so glad that you're fighting to live because you need to live. You're amazing. You're fantastic. And we want you to be everything that God has created you to be. And I said, but lastly, don't post on social media that you're thinking of ending it. If you're going to end it, or you're thinking of ending it, talk to me, talk to your parents, talk to your you know, your family, the people that you absolutely know have your back, but don't just put it out there because as you can see, everybody doesn't care about you like we do. And I don't want anybody trying to destroy the good that's in you. I don't want anybody squashing your light. I want your light to shine. And it was a really tough love thing to say, but as a result, she did just that. And now she's thriving and she's happy and she's working and she smiles more and she, You know, she still doesn't put a ton of posts out there, but when she does put posts out there, you can see that she's actually trying to live. So I say that with a grain of salt, it would not be right for me to talk about social media and suicide and not give you that, that tough love disclaimer in there. So if you're like, Molly, where's the happy portion? It's coming. I just had to, I had to tell you the truth of love. So I said there's like two areas that I think about when I think about positivity with being socially connected. And one was, like I said, people that are not sure if they want to live. The other side of it is for family. And what do I mean by that? What do I mean by the family side? So one of the reasons that I stay social, and I am not on every single platform, one, because I don't have the energy Um, but two, because I'm very selective. I only use platforms that I think are really going to add to my life in some way. And if I can't clearly see the ad value of it, I'm not joining it. I'm just not. And that's just me. I don't, I don't Twitter. I don't tweet, uh, or whatever that is. Um, I don't TikTok, you know, I, I don't, 
I don't do any of that. When MySpace came out, I didn't do that. You know, I know until I'm aged by that, but <laughs> I do not do those things. Very, very limited sphere of things that I will do social media. But one that I use a lot is Facebook. And I know there's a lot of bad rap about it, right? Oh my gosh, Facebook, it's so old, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever you want to call it, I totally get it. You don't have to use it. But I'm going to tell you why I use it. I use it for the family aspect. As someone who grew up with a family that was not very connected, and when I say not very connected, I mean we didn't have a lot of positive family interactions. It wasn't like we said, oh yeah, we have family reunions and meet the relatives that live three hours from us or six hours from us. We we didn't do any of that. If it were not for platforms such as Facebook, I never would have met these family members. And so for me, it's a great way to stay connected, especially because a lot of my family is up in age and they're not they're not going to drive all the way out here to see me. They're not going to have little, um, how can I put it? They're not going to show up at my house and be like, hey, Molly, we haven't seen you in forever. Let's go have lunch. It's probably not going to happen. Probably will never happen. There are some that they're like, man, I can not even afford to get home, let alone afford to travel. Hopefully, if we have a reunion, you'll come out here. And then I have some family members that they are bedridden, injured, not feeling well. The last thing they want to do is, you know, all they can do sometimes is social media. You know, they they put some posts out. They have nothing else. They don't, you know, I have some family members that, you know, kids have grown and gone. And they're like, I don't have anything else that I can do except for social media. And they look at that to find out what's happening in the world. What is What are our family members doing? How are the kids growing up? They can't be there to watch them every second of every day because they live states and states away. So for some of them, the social media is really a lifeline into family. And that's a great reason to use it. I use it for that reason. I will put posts out there and some posts you'll never see. (laughs) You'll never see because I will restrict it just for my family members. And I have, you know, certain people I've identified in a group as family. And I'm like, okay, this group can always see these posts. And that's because I want them to be connected. I want them to know how we're doing and how our kids are doing and not feel like because we're miles away doesn't mean we have to be away in our hearts. You know, we we get to be connected. So that's one of the positive things you can, you know, use social media for. Social media is also good for your career. And I know you're thinking, how is that going to help me? In many ways, there's actually careers for social media people, for people who know how to make dynamic posts and do great graphic designs and really know how to word things, right? They're called content writers. There's careers out there for people like that. And also there's a social media platform that should, and I'm going to say should, be used only for careers. Everyone does not. Some people try to use it like it's Facebook and it's not what it's for. But LinkedIn, 
LinkedIn is for professionals. And I'm going to say that again. It's for professionals. This is not to show us pictures of your baby. This is not for us to show pictures of your cat. This is not for us to see how you went on vacation. That is not what LinkedIn is for. LinkedIn is for the business professional, the person that says they either want a job, have a job, hiring for jobs, um, you know, just got a job. It's for you to connect with people that are in the business sphere so that you can grow your business, grow your career, you know, those types of things. It is not for social media. This is not for you to say, here, let me show a TikTok video. That is not what it is for. But if you are on LinkedIn in that professional atmosphere, it is extremely powerful. There have been so many jobs that I've received because of LinkedIn. There are things that you normally could not get people to do back in the day. You can get them to do it on this LinkedIn. What are those things? I'm going to tell you one, just one. So one of the things I love about it is recommendations. I don't know how you are in the career sphere, but I was always raised that, you know, no matter what job you went on before you left that job, before you quit, you number one, give your professional courtesy of two weeks notice. And part of that two weeks notice, you would ask someone that you did not burn bridges with to write you a recommendation letter so that you could use it when applying for your next job. However, most people don't do that anymore. They're not going to stop and write a letter. They're too busy. They don't have time. And even worse, this is one thing I just hate. I hate when they do it. I know they mean well, but I hate it. They're like, okay, well, if you just write it, I'll sign it. I'm like, that defeats the purpose. I need your opinion, not me and what I think about myself. I need your honest thoughts written down here. It, it doesn't have any value for me to just write what I think about myself. I need to know from you, what do you think are my strengths? What do you think are my weaknesses? Why do you think a company should benefit from me? Why shouldn't they hire me? I need to know those things. And that needs to be from your honest, true opinion, because I'm not going to edit it. I need someone, when I hand them that recommendation letter, they say, okay, this is truly who Molly is. But LinkedIn has made it a lot easier because you can literally click a button and say, I want to ask these 10 people to write me a recommendation. And bosses that you haven't spoken to in 10 years and colleagues that you lost touch with, they're still on LinkedIn. You can say, hey, can you tell them just a recommendation so if someone looks me up on here, they know that I know what I'm doing? And they're like, oh, yeah, because people are much more apt to make a post than they are to write a letter. That is one of the greatest benefits of social media. And I absolutely love it. Now, I know I could go on and on and on, but I'm not because I promised you I'm not going to keep this too long. I want to end by just giving a few little tips on how to make things easier for you in the social media realm. So we talked about the cons of social media, right? Talked about the dangers and the risk and all of that. We talked about the pros, you know, from career to family to maybe just having a lifeline to want to keep going in life. But I also want to encourage you to really explore the features, the settings of your social media platform. So if you are not a techie, that's okay. But I really want you to explore this tech side because I think this is going to help you 
regardless of why you use social media. You want to explore the settings because that's where we get those security settings. That's where we get the things that say, I don't want these people to see my post. I am actually, I may end up doing a whole nother episode on it, but I'm going to try not to. Uh, just because I think there's other things we can we can glean from each other. But I use the settings of my social media very, very thoroughly, especially in places like Facebook and Instagram and even LinkedIn. I will block someone in a heartbeat if I think they are constantly you know, tearing me down or constantly saying things that I don't want them to say or they're, or every time I go on my page, their posts are not what I am there for. I will either block or even better, which I love, is there's now a hide feature. I love the hide feature in Facebook. If you have not explored this feature, you need to use it. You can go into settings and you can actually hide all posts from a particular person. Yeah, you really can. And you can do this for multiple people. And I love this because there are some people where I'm like, okay, I love you. You know, I love you as a person. I want to be connected with you, but I cannot go on my social media page and see your posts because your posts dominate my screen. And the majority of the things you post are not things I'm interested in. They're inappropriate or whatever it is. And I don't judge you for those things, but I don't want to see it all day. And I don't want to hurt your feelings by not being your friend or whatever, or have you get all upset because you've been blocked or whatever. I just don't want to see your post. I just don't. And I will hide someone's post in a heartbeat. And now when I go on my social media page, I only see content from people that I actually want to see. And I know you're thinking, Molly, that's a lot of work. Not necessarily, because once you do it, it's done. It doesn't become undone unless you go back in and say, here, let me unblock or unhide something. So, and you can still go to that person's page and see what you want to see at any time. This is just a benefit if you say, especially if you have a lot of followers, right? So maybe you want to hide everybody except for a few people because you've got 10,000 friends on the social media platform. You don't want to see everybody's post and their dog and where they went for ice cream and all that. You don't want to see all that. So that can be a really powerful way to help you balance. Another setting is creating um, a group where you say, okay, this post is viewable by everyone except, I love the accept function, because that way you can be friends with people, but you don't get to see what I post. I have some people that I do not ever let them see it. So in their mind, I'm never on social media, but I'm actually on there a lot. And when I am on there, they don't get to see that. Why? Because I don't need them commenting and seeing stuff. If they want to see, they will literally have to talk to me because they're not going to see it on my post or it'll say, hey, this is hidden from you or whatever it is. And I do that because I don't want to go through the drama. You know, I just don't want to go through the drama. I want to be able to enjoy my day, enjoy my post without going through all of that. It's a really beneficial feature. And one more thing you can do is really to ask yourself before you post, can this harm you and who does it help? 
And I know that's kind of a cliche. I know that kind of is almost like a business type phrase, you know, because if you're in the corporate world, you think about your emails, right? The same post, uh, same uh, principle as sending an email. You know, should this be said? Can it be worded shorter? Um, you know, how can I make this more tactful before I send it out? Think of those things when you do your post. Except for you want to do, you know, like they ask you, you know, who should really be a recipient of this email? Is it really reply all or is it really just one person that needs to see it? Think about that when you do your social media posts. Does everyone need to see that post? Does everyone need to know you're in a relationship? Let's just be honest. Do they really need to know? And when I say need to know, need. Like, are they invited to wedding? Are they going to be the person at your housewarming party? If they're not, they really don't need to know. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, you got to think about, okay, could someone use this post against me? I actually had, um, gosh, I'm going to be gonna be a little transparent. And, and I, I won't go too much into it, but I will share this with you. I learned the hard way about what doesn't need to be shared, even if I think the picture or post is decent. So I was actually at a company holiday party years ago, and I was really happy I had lost uh, like 85 pounds. I was feeling really good about myself. I felt beautiful. I was losing a lot of weight, and I had been exercising. I was feeling healthy, and I had fit into this gorgeous dress and it was such a cute dress that when I bought it in the store, it was too short, in my opinion. I was like, I feel like if I so much as bend over, the whole world is revealed. So I actually bought fabric and added fabric to the bottom of the dress. I know, don't judge me. But <laughs> I did. I did that because I didn't want everyone to see. Now, even with the fabric I added on, because no one could tell that I added the fabric, you could still very clearly tell that I have a shape and that I'm a woman and, you know, I was decent, you know, I was covered. It's not like I had everything showing or anything like that, but I looked really pretty in the picture. And I thought it was a very decent picture. It was just me and my dress by a tree. You know, it was a Christmas party, so I was standing by the Christmas tree. I had no idea that that one picture of me feeling confident and looking nice was going to spawn um, identity issues on social media. All of a sudden, my account got hacked. I had friends and family members saying, you keep sending me this picture of you. I said, I haven't sent you anything. I made one post on my page and people have been messaging me left and right saying, hey, I got this, I got that. And next thing I know, I got uh, my account um, login wasn't worked. I got a little uh, thing from Google saying, hey, there's a, a security breach. You know, someone's in your account. I'm like, oh my gosh, this went on for like a month. Because I posted one picture. I didn't put anything indecent in the picture. I didn't say anything inappropriate in the picture. I didn't like do hashtags of anything. It was just great Christmas party, felt really cute, happy holidays. And that was it. And it just blew out of proportion. And when I did it though, I didn't think to only post it to people who really needed to see it. I posted it to public. And so I'll say this. Use the public feature sparingly. Public is for something like, hey, our business has a new product and I want the whole world to see it. 
make that post public. But you do not need to put every picture of you public, every relationship photo public, and, and so on and so forth. That's how I almost had a security breach. Well, I did have a security breach. So those are some things you can do to help you balance your social media life. Whew, I threw a lot at you today, didn't I? I did. It was tough love, but you know, I, I do it because I care. I hope that you got something out of this. I hope that you walked away with this knowing that there are both good and not so great things you can do with social media, ways to enhance your life and ways that you should probably protect your life. Um, regardless of how you choose to use social media, you know, just, you know, treat it like drinking, be responsible, and then you'll be fine. All right, until next time, I hope that you are blessed, prosperous, full of favor, and full of the love of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Excel Books Podcast with Molly. You can find more helpful resources and services at xclbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please send us a message at xelbooks.com or email xelbooks at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Join us again next time for more tips on work, family, and life.